Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, today is Daffodil Day and it's all about fundraising uh, for the Irish Cancer Society and the very good work that they do. Limerick mum Stacey Kiley in Gorbally was diagnosed at eight years old with cancer and she has been telling her story to Anne-Marie about the experience. I was going back and forth to the GP and they were assist, um, as we thought, but... Um, just died previously having cancer as well. He would have had um, a boat removed from his kidney and his kidney removed three years prior to me. Um, him and him and a neighbour of ours just kind of knew something wasn't, wasn't right about them. So we went private um, and the specialist uh, Ramsey knew straight away that it, was, it wasn't a cyst. Um, I kind of started my journey from that day. Then I went to Cumberland, um, Our Lady's Hospital, which were amazing. I would have started chemotherapy. I was up there for... About 12 months, up and down now, but I would have came home for breaks, but my home would have ended up in Limerick Hospital then because my new system would have been very low. And you were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And as an eight-year-old and through that year, obviously this is you experiencing it as a child. How did you view it and how did you feel about it? She was brought into a room and told, like, you're very sick and that you have cancer. And, like, to me at that age... um, or you kind of would have been like, okay, it's like the flu. Like, wouldn't have known the extreme of it until they mentioned your hair is going to fall out. And, okay, that's pulled to the heartstring. You know, I would have loved my hair. My hair was long and I was a little eight-year-old girl. And that kind of was more at that time. But then when I started my chemo and went into hospital and seen how sick I really got and was, I realised how severe it was. So it was the loss of your hair that... That's the thing that had the impact on you. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. So you went through all that treatment and what was the outcome of all of that after the 12 months? I would have been up and down monthly, three monthly, six monthly, yearly until I reached 10 years, which would have made me 18, 19 and I would have been discharged. I would have been up for regular checkups, just checking blood and no new lumps or anything and everything was okay. Very good. And obviously then you were growing up and growing into an adult and you're now a mother of two young children. Yeah, yeah. How do you view it all now at this point in your life? Oh, so different because like my dad, like, would, as he would say, like I kind of parked my cancer once I was cured. I never really questioned it. I never spoke about it. Like a lot of people now seeing my story wouldn't actually know I had cancer. I don't kind of go around saying it. Um, but just I was watching like the Late Late Show and there was a lady on it and she's the same type cancer as myself. She was cured, but she actually finished on a line that said, my next battle now is to see if I can have kids. And I, it kind, I kind of was coming up to my wedding time. It was a couple of months before my wedding and I wasn't aware of that. As I said, never researched it, my cancer, so I kind of wasn't. And I went to the GP and he was like, oh yeah, you would have been told that. Apparently it was said down the line, but I was so young and they never actually meditated. And I suppose you weren't at the point of considering having children (laughs) through those years. Obviously it was like upset at home. I came home to my husband now like, and was kind of saying there's a possibility we won't have children. And we were due to get married three or four months later. Now, there was no issue with with Ronan. Like, he was happy to to continue and marry me. (laughs) Um, And the doctors had decided, look, we'll see after the wedding and you can try 
but sure, three or four months after the wedding and I had my little girl, I was pregnant on my little girl Zoe. So that must have been a great feeling. That oh yeah, amazing! Yeah, it's yeah. it's like winning the lotto, really. When you want to have a family, and and there was a doubt over it. So tell me about the support of the Irish Cancer Society. You know, how big of a difference did it make? I was diagnosed in the morning. I don't know how my parents dealt with the news when I was. You know, it's it's just it's obviously different now when you look at it at a different perspective. But I just find I think they're amazing. Like the the support they give, like end of life care, the counselling. The fundraising they do, we actually, I'm actually originally from St Mary's Park um, Parish. They're doing um, a fundraiser, a coffee morning from 10 until 12 o'clock. But I, and also, like on the Cancer Society website, uh, daffodil.ie, like they have a text that you can fundraise or donate for euro. Um, like from what they do, that's very little. They do so much for families like, like myself and everybody else like that would be going through it. If it isn't even, if it's not counselling or end-of-life care or... It's just the support they give and the information they have. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I suppose cancer affects nearly every family in this day and age, or if it hasn't at some point, it may knock on the door in the wider circle. And, and that's the point, I suppose. They have all of these services available for people, and that's what this fundraiser is about. Tell me, how are you now, Stacey? I'm good now, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd have blood, so I'd get full blood done, um like I had them done last week, um, like you would always have the thought in your head, um, can it come back? Or, you know, like you would have the fear knowing that you've had it. But I'm, like, I'm fine. I'm a mother of two. I'm busy. Um, so day to day, I'm, I'm good. And that was Stacey there, Stacey Kylie and Corbally chatting to our own Amory Geraghty for Daffodil Day. And we're joined now by Director of Research at the Irish Cancer Society, Dr. Robert O'Connor. Good morning to you, Doctor. Good morning, Gillian. How are you? Um, I'm very good. Uh, listening to Stacey there, it's amazing, isn't it, how somebody can come out completely the other side of it, um, but obviously a massive impact on, on Stacey and her family. I was just listening to the interview there and it resonates with what I hear from so many people and indeed my own family's experience that I think many people do um, very well at the, uh, as they come out of treatment, but they always carry um, challenges, I think, and, and you know, the impact of that treatment, the impact of, of the cancer and of the effects of treatment um, throughout their life and, and the worry, the lingering worry that well, you know, is that little ache or that pain um, something that might be an indication of something coming back? Um, but we have a great community of people. I think there's a, a greater recognition of these challenges now. Uh, and I'm fortunate uh, to be in the Cancer Society, being able to support um, so many people and, and talk through and, you know, contribute to the community in helping uh, come to terms with those kinds of issues. I know an awful lot of the, some of the money that is raised for the Irish Cancer Society goes to the kind of supports for your daffodil centres and to support people who are going through it. But so much of it goes towards research. How important is that research? And can you give us examples of how there have been benefits from the research that has been carried out? Sure. Um, and I might start out actually with linking the two things together because I suppose many people think of research and they think of people in white coats and um, test tubes and stuff like that. And indeed, we do support uh, an amount of research in that area. But increasingly now, we're also supporting research in the kind of areas that Stacey touched on, what, what we call survivorship, although uh, that term uh, means different things to different people, trying to best understand um, how we can improve the quality of outcome for people after cancer. 
Um, so we've a, a big investment in survivorship. Uh, later this year, we'll make an award of €4 million Euro for um, the largest national virtual survivorship research centre uh, in the country, looking at how we, um, how we help people overcome the psychological and physical effects of cancer treatment and get back um, to care. So that's one aspect. Uh, another aspect would be clinical trials and, and support for clinical trials. And we're a big supporter uh, for Cancer Trials Ireland and a big shout out to the uh, team there today. Uh, it's their, their meeting. So 600 um, cancer researchers will meet today and try and identify new ways to improve uh, treatment and outcome. So that's kind of the classic things, again, that people would think about. Maybe new medicines, new combinations of medicines, uh, radiotherapy trials, surgical trials. Uh, and, you know, if we look at, for example, in esophageal cancer, some of our research uh, support trial um, recently, um, which has shown a, a new therapeutic uh, combination um, that can be used uh, for, to give benefit in, in that cancer. Uh, and also we support translational research, which is basically trying to identify new areas that might potentially lead to the next generation of, of trials. So we integrate all of those things together, um, and it's, it's patient-focused. It's, it's focused on the developing the things that people need to improve that outcome. And we've seen such benefits. Uh, more than 65% of people now will um, survive at least five years after a, uh, an invasive cancer diagnosis and many of those people will either be cured or live with cancer and, and live with it all of their lives. So we're seeing tremendous improvements in that outcome. Vicky Phelan, uh, Limerick's own Vicky Phelan is probably the, the best known cancer sufferer in the country at the moment um, and has she, she's spoken an awful lot about the importance of research, the importance of clinical trials. Do you think she's changed the conversation around cons- cancer in this country? I, I, I think there, there's no doubt um, that she has. Um, I, I've spoken a few times to Vicky and, and in particular I think I think many of us were afraid to talk about the wider consequence of uh, cancer treatment, um, how people feel, the impact on sexuality, on relationships and those other areas. So I think Vicky has opened an important door to allow us to be able to discuss those things. You know, so many people, one in two people in their lifetime will be affected by cancer. But for so many people until recently, that has been a very lonely, very isolated journey. um, And they were unaware and, and maybe didn't have permission from society to talk about some of these issues, which can be devastating on people, not just the cancer. Um, so I think, um, I think she's been a great advocate for opening up those conversations and obviously for, for research uh, and for access to all patients um, for research and, and, and trials um, where there maybe mightn't be a standard of care treatment that you know, ensures a good outcome. There are 13 daffodil centres in hospitals across Ireland and you also have a free phone number. But this isn't just for patients, isn't that right? No, no, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Gillian. And, and I suppose, and it's funny, um, I was at an event uh, yesterday, uh, only my second event actually since, since COVID, uh, down here in Cork. And a lady came up to me and, and just met, she didn't have cancer, but... Uh, I'd had a friend um, who had passed away recently and we were talking about the supports and the support line that's available. Th- those supports, and the daffodil centres are kind of a walk-in 
um, type model. So there are nurses and volunteers there to help people with any questions. So that might be patients in the hospital, but it might also be loved ones. Maybe they're waiting uh, while uh, their loved one is is in treatment upstairs in, in one of the clinics or other people who, you know, just have a concern, they're worried, they need support. Uh, and we're very fortunate and that through our, our network uh, of cancer support centres, we're able to provide uh, free counselling through that number as well. And, and as I said, that isn't just for the patient, that may be for their family member, their children um, and, and all of those areas. Um, and, and it can be a really important aspect to opening up a conversation and help, helping that wider community cope with Cancer doesn't just impact the patient, it impacts their loved ones, it impacts their social circle, and being able to talk and get support and those things I think is a, is a, huge, um, a huge need, and we're very fortunate that through the support from the likes of Daffodil Day today, we are able to provide that for free. Yeah, and an easy number to remember, 1,800, 200, 700. Um, You mentioned the number of things that cancer can impact on in your social circle and all that kind of thing. The other thing is is finances. And that isn't often talked about a lot. And I believe cancer patients can face issues like being pursued by debt collectors. Uh, That's right. And and again, uh, I suppose the three main areas that that, um, the support on uh, that people give us today uh, helps us with research we mentioned. We touched on some of the services, the psychological support, the volunteer driver and that advocacy is a particularly important part of what we do as well representing patients, getting the vo- their voices out around these issues and it is disgusting, there is no other word for it, that when you are at your lowest ebb um, and feeling maybe drained from treatment or from the effects of the cancer um, that um, the state could send somebody after you to try and recover those debts um, and it brings huge inequity and again I've spoken to people who might have had the significant worry of cancer and they're looking at bills and they simply don't know what they're going to do uh, and I don't think that represents what any of us in, in Irish society actually want for our friends and for our neighbours and for our family members um, so we're very keen to highlight and, and uh, advocate on those issues and we want that stopped. Okay, well, the obviously very, very important work that you're doing. But uh, remind us, there are actually a number of ways. Lots of people love to buy the little daffodil to stick on the lapel today. But there are a lot of other ways that people can actually donate today on Daffodil Day. And you can tell us about those, Dr. O'Connor? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, so there, as you say, there are a number of ways. There's our, our website, cancer.ie. Um, there's a, um, a phone number people can ring. That's zero eight one eight ten twenty thirty. Nice easy number zero eight one eight ten twenty thirty. Or they can simply text um, daffodil to fifty three hundred. So that's daffodil to fifty three hundred. But obviously people can also drop money in buckets or, or come into our shops or anything like that. And I've been out collecting myself, and it's one of the great things about Daffodil Day. And we're very fortunate today with the good weather that people will be out and about. It's a great chance to just interact, um, to, to talk to people, talk to people and, and I suppose feel free to talk about cancer. Um, so feel, uh, folks should feel free to just chat to one of, any one of the thousands of volunteers and staff that are out 
um, collecting today. So any of those routes would be really very much appreciated. Okay, and just to to let people know as well that there's a coffee morning in St Mary's Park happening from 10 o'clock this morning also to support it. And uh, people can donate via Revolut. I think that's a great way as well, a very handy way if people use that uh, to make a donation to the Irish Cancer Society for today, Daffodil Day. Thank you so much for joining us on the programme this morning. That's Dr. Robert O'Connor. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.